Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. This is Tuesday, May 14th, 2019, and welcome to episode number 668 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. This is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as we get set to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. <clears throat> Uh, also, tonight, don't forget, uh, as we always do, of course, we will start things off with our wrestling news abusers. We brought to us by our 2017 Hall of Fame news tag team, King Ice, represented here tonight by the Iceman, J.D., Jared Nijuamo. J.D. is a 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer and also part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here on TalkShoe.com. Bringing us tonight's wrestling history and birthdays here this evening is the human suplex machine, John Gross, coming to us from the Talk Shoe chat box tonight. John, of course, as you know, is the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer and also another part of the broadcast team for Raw Radio every Monday afternoon, of course, right here on TalkShoe.com. Before we get underway with, of course, tonight's uh, itinerary and festivities, let's go ahead and welcome J.D. in to what should be a... Um, uh, Prime Choice Explosive and 100% USDA Choice Dynamic. And just a tad, and I'll add a little bit here, just a tad somber. Episode 668 of Revolution. Gentlemen, welcome to see. Yes, it will. Uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, our live video feed tonight comes to us from one of our veteran groups. In the WCWS stable of groups on Facebook, as of course WCWS Dynasty. Be prepared to join us through our live video feed for Revolution episode 668 tonight from Dynasty. Please feel free to join us there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Dynasty Forever. Now, I do see we have one gentleman here um, that, has, that did join us listening, listening in here tonight, Mr. Ryan Minchu. 
M-I-N-C-H-E-W. Very interesting name. And we do welcome you, sir. And please enjoy yourself and listen in on what we have in store for you tonight. <clears throat> and of course, if you want to join us through talkshoe.com, the phone number as always is 1605-562-0444. Call ID 138055-pound, the magic six numbers. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening, which will include, ladies and gentlemen, in addition to our news and news and history and birthdays. We will, of course, have a lot to say about what happened last night or uh, over in Jolly Old, uh, which wasn't that jolly over there last night, uh, for, of course, uh, uh, this week's edition of Monday Night Raw. There'll be a lot to say, talk, a lot, lot to say about that <clears throat> here, of course, momentarily. And also here, folks, of course, what impact it will play on, of course, as you know, Money in the Bank is this coming Sunday. We'll have a few things to talk about here and that as well. <clears throat> and also, of course, with uh, with uh, some time allotted here as well, we'll definitely get our thoughts and we'll give and get some uh, possible possible wrestling extras in. Um, of course, and also including a special announcement here, ladies and gentlemen, concerning the WCWS Trivia Championship Series. And I will also make some spe- other couple of more special announcements here coming up here between now and, of course, the end of the week about our prediction title challenge coming up for, of course, Money in the Bank 2019. In the meantime here, folks, let's go ahead and get things rocking and rolling here with our wrestling news and news segment. Of course, here to bring it here to us from King Ice is the Iceman himself, J.D. Jared D. Geronimo. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure there's a, whole, there's a lot of people have already heard this piece heard some this piece of news tonight non-wrestling related but it is one that was we definitely have to get word to you but if you haven't heard about it by now and i think jd is the bright man to bring it here to us for this evening so jd please go ahead and take her away okay just give me a second here i'll do that of course, uh, we'll get into some wrestling news first before we get into the other news, however, let you know what's going on, however. Of course, uh, first off, however, here's what we got, however. Tammy Sitch's parole revocation hearing has now been postponed until August. PW Insider reports that the hearing, which was scheduled to take place this Thursday, was pushed down out to believe it on August 23rd. Sitch is facing revocation of her parole for failing to complete the terms of her plea deal on a series of DUI charges. This is the second time the hearing has been rescheduled, having previously been bumped from early April after Sitch retained a new lawyer, if you will. Meanwhile, it appears WWE has now taken action against WWE superstar Lars Sullivan over his past controversy over remarks he made some years back online. The remarks recently resurfaced and gained traction on social media, gaining the attention of other WWE superstars such as Big E and Kalisto. Sullivan did later apologize for the comments, but WWE is largely silent on the matter, however. WWE, until now. WWE issued a statement today announcing that Sullivan is issued with $100,000 due to the remarks, however, mind you, and required to complete sensitivity training for offensive commentary uncovered from his past. They will also facilitate means for dealing with community organizations to foster further discussion around the power of social media and the impact of your words. Dylan Miley, that is, referring to, believe it or not, however. Meanwhile, while SmackDown Live is moving to the Fox Network later this fall, however, another broadcasting partner that didn't pan out was actually none other than ESPN. The Wrap published a new report by Tony M. today, where ESPN Executive Vice President of Programming Scheduling, Burke Mangus, revealed that the network actually did have talks with WWE to bring SmackDown Live to ESPN. However, the deal ultimately did not move forward. 
Permangus ESPN took a, quote, hard look at bringing SmackDown Live to ESPN, but they couldn't make it fit into ESPN's current schedule. Mangus stated, we did talk to WWE during that process some months ago and took a hard look at it. We're obviously, of course, believing in Big fans of them. We just went into business with them on the XFL and directly, but we couldn't find a fit for it, primarily based on schedule. He added, however, as you know, these those priorities are 52 weeks a year live, and I'm proud to say we have a pretty good problem, which is we can't clear anything at 52 weeks a year live. We have a pretty full portfolio of content as it is. Magnus denied that ESPN tried to discuss an off-season with WWE to make SmackDown Live work on the current network programming schedule, in which he stated, not specifically that, but we looked at all kinds of conversations to try and make it fit. It just didn't work, Howard. We parted ways, and they got a good deal with their new partners, continuing at NBC Universal, USA's, Universal's USA Network, and now Fox. So all's well that ends well for them, but we gave it a good try. ESPN is already the current broadcast partner with the UFC, Howard, showing live events on ESPN and ESPN+. Plus. ESPN+, Plus is also the exclusive pay-per-view destination for UFC now. Per Magnus, Howard, SmackDown Live joining ESPN would have been in, quote, addition to the UFC broadcast deal. Additionally, however, Magnus said that ESPN did not have any sort of TV negotiations with All Elite Wrestling, or AEW. On the subject, he said they did not come to us. As noted, an AEW TV deal is reportedly slated to take place this week at the Warner Media Upfront set for tomorrow. If you would like to know more on that rumored TV deal, you can check out the exclusive interview with Tony M. right here on 411 Mania. Fox is set to pay WWE in the amount of nearly a billion, billion, nearly a billion dollars for a five-year deal for SmackDown Live. However, and as we said tomorrow in the latest discussion, however of uh, 411 Wrestling Interviews podcast. Jeffrey Harris had a very interesting discussion with TV insider Tony M. of the Rap, who has broken major stories in the past about WWE's Fox TV deal, as well as AEW being in advanced talks, however, with Turner about the wrestling TV landscape. Here's an exchange where the two discuss the pressure that the wrestling community is putting in eight on AEW to be a true competitor to WWE, and if that's realistic. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Tony M. says the following. There are two things about AEW to me. Its position in independent wrestling, number one, we have it as being this great hope to compete against WWE. It is so unproven and so comparative small that if we put too much pressure on it, if Cody and the guys put too much pressure on themselves, it may be gone before we know it. So a lot of people are jumping. A lot of the fans and writers are jumping to the conclusion that it can compete with WWE. I absolutely do not think it can compete with WWE. In a few years, maybe, but it is nowhere near to that now. It's a pie-in-the-sky pipe dream. It's wonderful. It makes us all happy, and let's see how it all goes. Number two, there have been other options. Obviously, the Ring of Honors and Jeffrey Harris says the fun. I think it's a nostalgia thing, partially for the Monday Night Wars. People are desperate to see that again. I think in many ways that was one of the hottest periods of the business, and I think people want to see that again. Tony M. goes, I think so too, and I agree with you. I just think that I want to see isn't necessarily what we're going to see for a very long time, if ever. I also don't know if anyone will ever want to go ahead with WWE again. It's a completely different time. Jeffrey Harris says, I just want something new and fresh on TV, however, basically. I think AEW could be there, and I think to have new wrestling on a major network and to have guys I like, guys like Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, to get be a to be on TV, a TV network that is very accessible every week. I think it's fantastic. So I'm thinking about it from more so than, man, I just want somebody to stick it to Vince McMahon. Uh, Jeffrey Harris goes, is Vince McMahon intimidating or is this not even a blimp, a blip on his radar? 
Tony goes the following hour. You know, it's funny. I think most people say it's not a blip on his radar, but maybe it might be a public pride persona. That might might be a public pride persona. And also posturing he has to do for shareholders. Frankly, the guy is so busy. The guy is so successful. The guy is so rich. I would imagine it's something like, hey, let's keep an eye on these guys because they're getting some of our talent. But beyond that, I don't think he's going to have to start doing things to bury them, however. I think right now the honest O-N-U-S is on AEW and what the elite has done very well in kind of mocking WWE, more so than Vince needs to pay attention to them. And as we said tomorrow, however, they will announce, however, the TNT deal officially. Meanwhile, however, we got Game 3 of the Eastern Conference uh, Finals of the NHL postseason, however, tonight going on in Raleigh, however, mind you, however, as far as that goes, however, between the Hurricanes, however, and, of course, the Boston Bruins. Meanwhile, Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals between Portland and Trailblazers, however, going on, however, if you will. And as far as hockey goes, we can tell you that the Bruins are up 2-0 early in the second, however, against the Hurricanes. Meanwhile, in Game 1 of the Western Final in Oakland, however, the Golden State Warriors are up 20-16. Earlier in the evening, however, believe it or not, the New Orleans Pelicans found out that they became the number one team, however, to be drafting ahead of the, uh, believe it or not, however, uh, let's see, the New York Knicks, however, at number three, the Lakers at four, and the Cleveland Cavaliers, however, as well as the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, the Pelicans uh, did go number one, however, so they are looking to draft Zion Williamson, like I said. The New York Knicks, however, are number three, however, uh, like I said, however, the Lakers are at four, and uh, number two and five, we'll tell you real quick, however, are, hold on, so I'll tell you right now, here we go, the Memphis Grizzlies and the Cleveland Cavaliers, yeah. Followed by the Phoenix Suns, the Chicago Bulls, the Atlanta Hawks, 6-8. And, of course, the Hawks have another pick at 10. And their own, believe it or not, part owner, their part owner is actress Jamie Gertz, however, believe it, who has been in movies and TV over the years. And finally, speaking of entertainment, however, as we had at the start of the show tonight, one of the most unique-themed TV shows of all time, however, the Carol Burnett Show, believe it or not. And we'll tell you why we did that, however. Earlier today, however, legendary comedian funny man Tim Conway, however, who of course appeared as everyone's favorite goofball on the Carol Burnett Show for 11 years with his good friend Harvey Corman, along with Vicki Lawrence, however, and Carol Burnett, however, passed away suddenly, however, believe it or not, early this morning, however, in Los Angeles. He was 85 years old. Conway, who also did a lot of other stuff, however, and appearing in movies, however, as well, however, including however, Disney films, however, like Gus, Mikhail's Navy, and also provided the voice of Barnacle Boy in SpongeBob SquarePants, however, began his career, however, on the Steve Allen show, however, in 1961, however. He also later appeared in the TV show Mikhail's Navy, however, if you will, and did his own spin off show, 1981. As we said, he did other movies, however, including The World's Greatest Athlete, The Apple Dumpling Gang, however. Uh, the Billion Dollar Hobo, uh, The Private Eyes in 1980, and also appeared in the 1986 movie The Long Shot. Like I said, him and Harvey Corman were quite the pairing, however, as well as Don Knotts. He was married twice, however, and they had six, had six children. He was married, however, to his second wife from May 18th until today, and believe it or not, one of his children is KFI Los Angeles radio host Tim Conway Jr. His stepdaughter through the Sacramento became the tour manager for his live tour Harvey Corman, however, and his second wife, Charlene, however, lived in him, lived in Encino, California, believe it or not. As we said, of course, he was married, of course, however, to his first wife for 17 years. In late 2013, believe it or not, however, his memoir, 
story, What's So Funny, My Hilarious Life, was on the New York Times bestseller in its first week. Believe it or not, however, he was diagnosed with dementia a year ago and began using a wheelchair and had brain surgery. His daughter Kelly and his wife Charlene each wanted conservative... conservative... I can't say it. Conservatorship over his health. Judge Robert W. ruled against Kelly since he was in a hospital. In March of this past year, his wife was granted out of Conway. Not, as we said, however, he died of normal pressure, however, CSF, however, which, of course, is normal elevated fluid pressure and uh, excessive uh, communicating mal, uh, NPH, however, communicating hydro, whatever it's called, however, it's, it's something medical term. But as we also said, he also appeared in the Cannonball Run 2 in the Shaggy DA as well. Like I said, this is a man, of course, who was a great comedian, a funny man in every sense of the word, however. And as I said, however, another thing about him that's very unique, after attending Bowling Green State University in Ohio, where he grew up, however, in Ohio, he actually shared the same birthday as me, believe it on December 13th. So to Mr. Tim Conway, however, I say thank you for the laughter and the tears you gave us over the years, however. I mean, you will never truly be forgotten. You made us laugh, you made us cry, but more so you made us laugh than anything with your shtick with Harvey Corn for many years. I grew up watching you as a youngster. I will continue to watch you now that you are gone. And I don't think anyone will ever forget your genuine sense of humor, how much joy you brought them, how much laughter you gave us, and how much tears you gave us. And now, with your voice being silent, gone tonight, Heller, we can only say thank you. Thank you for the memories you gave us. And Godspeed. Also, you got to remember, I want to quote about a couple of things. First off, about, thank you very much, J.D. Very good words, indeed. Uh, of course, you remember he did the uh, he did, he did uh, Dirk Dorf, who was a big time. That's right. Player. I forgot about Dorf. I forgot that you're right. Yes. Yeah, he also was in the mil- army, believe it or not. Many people knew this. He was in the army, too. Believe it. Yes, he was Dorf. I forgot about he was Dorf. You're right. That's right. I forgot he was Dorf. I forgot all about that. Wow. Not, That's not, a memory and a half. He was also on the TV show Coach, if you remember, for an episode. He also did uh, Voices, however, What's New Scooby-Doo. Uh, he did The Simpsons for an episode. He was inducted into the TV Hall of Fame, however, in 2002. And on his 75th birthday, which was very unique, however, he was interviewed on the Bonnie Hunt Show and given a surprise cake by Bob Newhart, believe it or not. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And one quote I want to say that this fellow, you comment this Tony M., was talking about, about how AEW could not be a threat to WWE now, but what it, uh, it might be sometime down the road. Uh, with, and with what we've been talking about, this this overall situation with WWE and AEW, with all due respect to Tony M, I would, um, I don't think he's, I don't think he has been watching a whole lot of wrestling to know that AEW has not had any sort of action as of yet. And they're already, and with what way WWE has been presenting itself here lately, AEW is WWE is starting to be more and more of a pushover each and every time. And I think AEW is going to really take advantage of that here, even before or after Double or Nothing pops up. So, with all due respect to Tony M and all that, he uh, we have to respectfully disagree with, uh, with with his statements. And if he ever if he ever wanted to come on. And, by the way, I don't know if you heard that the big show. But by the way, the big show is also joining the cast of Sci-Fi Van Helsing. It is not sure what his role will be. Production is already underway on season four. He has not wrestled since November of last year and did represent them at their television upfronts earlier this week. Believe not referring to the big show. Okay. But he has joined the cast of Sci-Fi Van Helsing. But 
Yeah, I know what you're saying. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you t- like I said, you tell just I don't know. I mean, I'm still laughing at some of the shtick, shall we say. And we'll have a surprise for you guys later tonight about Mr. Conway. So you might want to stay tuned. Oh, okay. We're looking, definitely looking forward here to it. Thank you very much here, J.D. Of course, J.D., along with King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith is King Ice. Your 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team that bring you all the news that's fit to print here in the WSWS Radio Network. And of course, the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And of course, in GTS's case, Super Glue and Duct Tape you cannot beat that old fashioned combination. Let's see what John has here in our wrestling history and birthdays here for today, May the 14th. And also, uh, I have a very somber birthday I want to, on a personal level. I'm sure a lot of people, of course, here I've heard you've heard me talk about it on the shows many, many times. That uh, <clears throat> that of course has been six years since I lost my last surviving grandparent, my grandmother, my mother's side. Uh, today would she would have been 95. So, uh, she lived to be 88, but she lived, but she lived for a very, very long time. Did a lot of stuff. Around her age, a lot of people were even surprised that she was still able to do this day. But, you know, that proves it right there. Regards if you're younger, young, and harder, if you can still do it, hey, more power to you. So, God bless him. And happy birthday up there, Grandma. Happy birthday. Let's see what we have here in our history and birthdays here for today, May the 14th. 45 years ago today, which would put it at 1974. Giant Baba defeated Mr. Wrestling in the finals to win the All Japan Pro Wrestling Champion Carnival. It's his second straight tournament title. He would go on to win a third one the next year and eight of the first ten overall. The only two he did not win were in 1976 and 1979, which both of them, believe it or not, were both won by Abdul and the Butcher. 36 years ago today, we could put it at 1983 in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Carlos Colon, of course, Carlito's father, defeated the late Ox Baker to win the World Wrestling Council heavyweight title. Uh, excuse me. Uh, 29 years ago today, which was put it at, uh, let me see, I do believe 1990. Yes. Ole Anderson replaces Ric Flair as the head coach. They constantly clashed with then WCW Executive Vice President Jim Hurd over creative differences. Ultimately leading Flair to resign from the position back in March. Anderson's booking highlighted famously by Sting being rescued by Robocop at Capital Combat and the Black Scorpion saga led, led WCW to then record losses, which was $6.5 million for that year, and only to be fired from his position after just seven months. 25 years ago today, which we put it at 1994, uh, ECW presented when worlds collide from the ECW arena in Philadelphia. 24 years ago today, which we put it at 1995, WWF presented the first ever in your house from the, from the I'm trying my best to pronounce this, Oondaga War Memorial Coliseum in Syracuse, New York. That was close enough. About 7,000 were in attendance with 180,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. Though some estimates have it as high as 261 to 332,000 buys. The hook of the In Your House series was a two-hour, later three-hour pay-per-view for a lower price compared to their major pay-per-view offerings, which at the time was WrestleMania, King of the Ring, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, and Royal Rumble. This particular show, retroactively subtitled Premiere, had a second hook. One viewer would win a house 
like it actually it was a real house. I didn't remember hearing about this. Uh, it was won by 11 year old Matthew Pompicelli of Henderson, Nevada. If you're wondering what happened to the house, Matt sold, sold it just six months later for $175,000. Oh, wow. Okay. And the inaugural opening bout of In Your House, Bret Hart defeated Hakushi. And the inaugural main event of the first In Your House, Diesel defeated Psycho Sid to retain the WWF title by DQ. It's a Psycho Sid's first pay-per-view match since WrestleMania 8 in 1992. 21, 21 years ago today, we're concluded at 1998. ECW presented It Ain't Seinfeld from the Elks Lodge in Queens, New York. The show took place on the night of the final episode of NBC's popular comedy series, Seinfeld. For the record, the Seinfeld series finale was seen by an estimated 76.8 Yeah, I was in Syracuse and to answer your question real quick, it was at the uh, War Memorial Arena, however, mind you, or the County War Memorial. It was uh, renovated last year in, in 1994. It hosted the Syracuse uh, Warriors of the American Hockey League from 51 through 54. The Silver Knights of the MASL, which is the Major Arena Soccer League, the Crunch Hour of the AHL, and also the Raging Blitz, and also a believe an American indoor arena football team called the Soldiers. But yeah, the War Memorial County War Memorial is, or the War Memorial Arena, of course. Like I said, it broke ground October 1949, opened September of 1951. Uh, it is worth 36 billion dollars now and seats. Between 6160 and 8,000 people. Were you talking about the In Your House show that I just mentioned? Yes. It was also actually filmed also for the film movie Slapshot in 1977, believe it or not. Oh, okay. All right. The show, uh, the ECW show they that. They their toys with them. <laughs> the, the ECW show I just mentioned here that took place on this day back in 1998. It's also notable for Taz introducing the FTW heavyweight title, which, believe it or not, if I'm not mistaken, JD, I think Ann won the ECWS FTW belt from you in a trivia bout not too long ago, I think. I believe that's correct. Uh, <clears throat> I'm sure JD's probably itching to get that belt back as well, but, <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we'll work on that there. 19 years ago today, put at the year 2000, ECW presented Hardcore Heaven from the raid in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. In an interesting bit of trivia, the building was also hosting a concert at the same time, and the power went out briefly during the show. 14 years ago today, which would put it at 2005, tickets for ECW One Night Stand went on sale and sold out that day. Tickets for the event as, as, as the Hammerstein Ballroom for the ECW reunion show went for as, let's see, as much as $400. Hmm. Okay, today is also happy 60, 68th birthday to uh, the man we all remember as Tennessee Lee, the former manager of Jeff Jarrett in WWF in 1998. Ain't he great? And formerly the manager for Harlem Heat in WCW as well. Also today, and we also mentioned, and we also, of course, um, I did see this on YouTube earlier today. Happy 34th birthday to former United States Intercontinental and now currently one half of the Raw Tag Team Champions, Zack Ryder. Did Zack Ryder? Whoa, I don't know. Whoa. Do we know that, JD? Do we actually know it? 
Yes, we are. Uh, woo, woo, woo. Yes, we, 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 yes, indeed. And also, a, and a two somber birthdays to talk about. First off, today also, first off, would have been the 58th birthday of the late Dr. Destiny Williams. And also today, and ladies and gentlemen, we have a little Yes, he needs to be. He needs to be in there. And also, sadly, me too. I would agree. And I think this is another one right here. Sadly, today, the 64th birthday of the man we just lost him recently, Leon White, known, of course, as Vader. Here's some history. How old are you been today? 64. God bless him. He was born in Linwood, California in 1955. He got nationally ranked center. Uh, who was recruited by 40 colleges by playing, a, by playing an offensive line at the University of Colorado, where he became a second-team All-American for the Buffaloes in 1977. He earned an administration degree and was drafted as a center for the L.A. Rams in April 1978 as part of the NFL draft with the 24th pick of the third round. During his first season, he was put on the injured reserve list and later retired early due to a ruptured patella. While working at a gym, White was spotted by a man who remembered him from his college football days and who suggested he look into pro wrestling. White got his first national exposure in the AWA in which he was known as Baby Bull, which was changed to Bull Power. White honed his skills during his time and was put in a match with Stan Hansen for the AWA World Heavyweight title <clears throat> in where he was defeated. In May 1986, he headed to Europe to compete for Otto Wands and his promotion CWA touring Austria and Germany using the name Bull Power. That summer, he took part in, in a three-day a three tournament for the, let's see, uh, where was it? Uh, uh, Vienna Catch Cup in Austria. He made it to the finals, but sadly, he would lose. On March 22, 1987, he defeated Otto Wands and regained the CWA World Heavyweight title, ending Wands' nearly nine years in its only title change in the United States. He held the title before losing it back to Wands on July 11, 1987. In December 1987, he participated in his second try at the tournament and won the entire thing. In 1989, he returned to the CWA as Bull Power. On August 21st, 1989, he beat Otto Wands to win the CWA World Heavyweight title, a loss of four months later back to Wands on December 22nd, 1989. A year later, Otto Wands retired and the CWA World title was held up. Bull Power would win the vacated title in 1990 for the third and final time. He held the, he held the title for six months before losing it to Rambo. No, not Sylvester Stallone, but somebody else named Rambo. On July 6th, 1991, Five months later, he defeated Tatsumi Fujinami to become the inaugural CWA Intercontinental Heavyweight title. He vacated the title in 1992 after signing with WCW. Although originally signed to All Japan Pro Wrestling, All Japan Pro Wrestling owner Giant Baba traded White's contract over to New Japan Pro Wrestling in 1987 after consideration. Upon joining New Japan Pro Wrestling, White was given the ring name Big Van Vader and began to wear a black wrestling mask. His new identity was <clears throat> based on a strong warrior of the same name from Japanese folklore. He was introduced as the crown jewel of the Takeshi Piroso Gundam stable that was managed by Takeshi Kitano. Vader challenged Antonio Inoki, who already who had already defeated Riki Choshu and defeated the worn down Inoki. The pro Inoki audience rioted, resulting in New Japan Pro Wrestling being banned from the Sumo Hall, its home arena. The ban remained in effect until 1989. 
where New Japan Pro Wrestling did their first show back in Sumo Hall on February 22nd, 1989. After winning the final match of an eight-man tournament against Shinya Hashimoto, Vader was declared the new IWGP heavyweight title. He was the first Gaijin wrestler, or non-Japanese wrestler, to hold the title. On May 25th, 1989, after being crowned champion, Vader would drop the title to Salman Hashminikov. Hashminikov dropped the title back to, to actually to Vader's old rival, Ricky Choshu, on July 12th, 1989. On August 10th, 1989, Vader defeated Choshu to become a two-time IWGP uh, heavyweight champion. On February 10th, 1990, Vader faced Stan Hansen at an All Japan Pro Wrestling versus New Japan Pro Wrestling Supercard show where Vader entered the ring. Hansen accidentally broke Vader's nose with the bull rope. Hansen carried to the ring for his matches. During an exchange of stiff punches, Hansen unintentionally put Vader's left eye with his thumb during their brawl, which caused the eye to pop out of his socket. Ooh. After removing his mask, pushing the eye back into his socket and holding it in the place with his eyelid, Vader continued to wrestle Hansen until this match was rendered a no contest. As a result of, of the injury, Vader required a metal plate to be surgically placed under his eye. Vader's success garnered the attention of WCW, who convinced him to work for them while still the IWGP heavyweight champion and, a, and an active competitor in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He won the IWGP heavyweight title over Tetsumi Fujinami in January of 91, but it was short-lived as he lost the title back to Fujinami on March 4, 1991. At this point, WCW and New Japan Pro Wrestling were reaching a tentative working agreement this benefited Vader, as he could now have his schedule coordinated far more easily. This helped alleviate his difficulty in gaining notoriety in WCW, as his previously infrequent appearances did not allow the audience to see him very often. He teamed up with Bam Bam Bigelow in 1992 as the duo was known as Big, Bad, and Dangerous. Their team led them to the IWGP Tag Team titles, who won them from Hiroshi Hase and Kenji Muto. In May, Vader faced a great Muda and suffered two knee injuries, causing <clears throat> causing Vader and Bigelow losing the title to the WWE World Tag Team Champions, the Steiner Brothers. This also marked a decrease in his NJPW appearances as Vader focused almost entirely on WCW and the WCW World Heavyweight title. In November 1989, Vader also made his debut in Mexico for the UWF and defeated El Kinect to win the UWA World Heavyweight title. Five days later, he made a couple shows for EM, EMLL in trios matches team with Fab, Fab, Fabuloso Blondi. He would hold on to the UWA World title for over a year before dropping into Connect on December 9, 1990. Raider was originally signed with WCW in 1990, but was sparingly used until 1991. On July 7, 1990, his WCW debuted the Great American Bash. He defeated Tom Zink. <clears throat> In a, in a little over two minutes. Yeah, John, it's not Tony, it's Tom Zing. Uh, seven months later at Russell War, he went toe to toe with Stan Hansen, in which the latter fought to a double DQ. Eight months later, he competed in the Chamber of Horrors match, in which Vader's team lost to Abdullah the Butcher, being electrocuted by his by their partner, Cactus Jack. He, he took place, he took part in Star Cage Lethal Lottery where he teamed up with Mr. Hughes to defeat Rick Steiner and Night Stalker to advance to the Battle Royal, in which he was eliminated. While working for WCW full-time, Vader was paired with Harley Race and received a shot at Sting's WCW World title. On April 12, 1992, Vader was disqualified after he suffered a pair of cracked ribs and a ruptured spleen 
in the match after taking a Vader bomb. Uh, <clears throat> after, I, th I think I think this is talking about Sting was. I see Vader was disqualified after Sting suffered a pair of cracked ribs and a ruptured spleen in, in the match after taking a Vader bomb from Vader. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let me find it here. Let me make sure I don't want to lose this. On July 12, 1992, at the match, Vader defeated Sting to become the new WCW World Heavyweight title champion. His reign, let's see. Uh, where is it? However, it was short-lived as he dropped the title to Ron Simmons in August of 1992, who substituted for Sting after Sting was attacked by Jake Roberts earlier that night. Vader returned to action after an injury, sending Nikita Koloff into retirement and breaking the back of a jobber paralyzing him for a few hours. As Starcade, Vader and Sting's feud continued with Sting defeating Vader in a King of Cable tournament. Two days later, Vader would win back the belt against Simmons, but would lose the title on March 11, 1993 against Sting, but won it back six days later. Vader did go on to feed with Cactus Jack and probably, but Vader injuring Cactus resulted in Jack suffering a concussion and temporary loss of feeling in his left hand and leg. Vader took on Davy Boy Smith at San Marie for the WCW title, with Vader lost by DQ when he hit Smith with a chair. Let's see here. Uh, Vader and Sid Vicious formed a partnership calling themselves the Masters of the Powerbomb. They were defeated by Smith and Sting at Beach Blast in July. Following this, Vader and Captain Jack executed was restarted as Jack was third to return to Halloween Havoc to face Vader in a Texas death match, where Vader won the match when Harley Race stunned him with a cattle prod, keeping him down for a 10 count. But on March 16, 1994, things took a violent turn for the worse. As Vader took on Cactus Jack in Germany, where, of course, you know, Mick Foley, who was, of course, Cactus Jack, his ear was ripped off. Vader was set to face Sid Vicious for the WCW title at Star K93, but due to a real-life fight between him and Arn Anderson, Vicious was out. Executive producer Eric Bischoff placed Ric Flair in the match, which was scheduled in Flair's hometown in Charlotte. In the storyline, Vader didn't take Flair seriously until he agreed to put his career on the line against Vader's title. Flair ended Vader's third world title reign at Starcade. Let's see here. Uh, Vader feuded with Flair in a Thunder Cage match at Super Bowl 1994, <clears throat> where Flair won thanks to help from the boss, of course, the late big boss man. As a result, he feuded with the boss and faced Sting at Slamboree 94 for the International World Heavyweight title, in which Sting won that match. At Star K94, Vader captured the United States title over Duggan after earning a spot at the number one contendership for the WCW World Heavyweight title again, which was at the time won, won by former WWF star and debuting WCW star at the time, Hulk Hogan. In 1995, Vader ended his alliance with Harley Race after Race was involved in an automobile crash, leaving WCW for good. Vader faced off with Hogan at Super Bowl V for the WCW title and where Vader kicked out of Hogan's fame, famous leg drop after a count of one. The referee was wiped out before Vader hit the Vader bomb on Hogan. The player came out to attack Hogan, resulting, resulting in a rematch between the two at the inaugural and center, where Hogan won the strap match to retain the WCW title. On April 23, 1995, he was stripped of the WCW United States title but gained another opportunity against Hogan in a steel cage match at Bash of the Beach, and where Hogan won again over Vader. 
After Vader was frustrated, Ric Flair's interferences against Hogan became a face. Hogan tried tried to enlist Vader on being on his team for war games against Dungeon of Doom. But Vader would be fired from WCW in September '95 after getting into a fight with Paul Orndorff, and Lex Luger ultimately took his place. While he was in WCW, Vader wrestled in the UWF as Super Vader in September '93. Worked with him for over two years and won the Best of the World Tournament in August of 1994. He would win the UWFI World Title. <clears throat> but would drop it in April of 95 and left shortly thereafter. At Wrestling World on January 4, 1996, Vader battled 50-year-old Antonio Inoki where Inoki won the match. By late 1995, Vader had signed a contract with the WWF and his debut was heavily hyped on television as he was billed the man they call Vader. Sorry, I had to take care of it. He debuted as a participant in the Royal Rumble match and turned at lucky number 13, eliminating four competitors Jake Roberts, Doug Gilbert, one member of the uh, squat team, and Sylvia Vega. He also fought with Yokozuna, but both of them were eliminated by Shawn Michaels. The next time on his Raw debut, he defeated Sylvia Vega and then went on a rampage attacking WWF officials and also Gorilla Monsoon. And received, also, Gorilla Monsoon received a Vader bomb for his efforts. As a result, Vader was suspended for his actions, though he needed time off for shoulder surgery. Vader would then return from suspension to feud with Yokozuna after Yokozuna had left Cornet's Vader appeared during Yokozuna's match with the British Bulldog. As Yokozuna was set to win the match, Vader appeared and handcuffed Yokozuna, giving Yokozuna a severe beatdown. The two were originally scheduled to wrestle WrestleMania 12, but it was changed to a six-man tag with Vader teaming up with Cornet's cronies Owen Hart and the British Bulldog. <coughs> and Yokozuna teaming up with Jake Roberts and Ahmed Johnson. Ahmed who? Ahmed Johnson. Vader got the winning fall for his team by eliminating, by pinning Jake Roberts. Vader would then attack Shawn Michaels, who was a champion at the time, leading to a match between the two at SummerSlam, where Vader defeated Michaels in a six-man tag at International Incident. Vader would win by countout in DQ twice at SummerSlam, and would try it a third time, but Michaels somehow won the match by pinfall and retained the title. Vader was still chasing the title in 1996 and 97. In 97, he joined forces with Paul Bear by defeating The Undertaker at the Royal Rumble. I remember that match. It was a good match. It was a part of the final four match for the WWF title between him, Undertaker, Bret Hart, and Stone Cold. Vader was bleeding in the match as he was eliminated by The Undertaker. Vader would team up with Mankind, another ally of Paul Bear, who tried to chase after the tag team titles. Against Owen Hart and British Bulldog at WrestleMania 13, the two failed to get an opportunity to win it. In April, Vader landed himself with hot water as he choked a reporter in Kuwait when he was asked questions, but will return to the WWF a month later. Vader became a face and later in the fall by breaking the Canadian flag and joined the USA in the process feuding with the Hart Foundation and Bret Hart. At the 1997 Survivor Series, Vader's team lost to Team Canada when Goldust turned his back on the team setting feud between the two as Goldust had dumped his wife Marlena and 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 served and and brought up Luna. At the 1998 Royal Rumble, Vader got his redemption by defeating Goldust and entered number 30 in the Royal Rumble match, but failed to win it. After that, he feuded with Kane and Paul Bear. At No Way Out, he was defeated by Kane. Oh yes. Oh Lord. And injured by and also injured by Kane, but Vader would return it. Uh, and Unforgiven to cost Kane the first ever Inferno match against The Undertaker. 
I remember, believe it or not, that Unforgiven was held in my woods, by the way, in Greenfield. I remember that very well. At Over the Edge, Kane would defeat Vader in a mask versus match match, and where Vader was forced to unmask and then declare himself a big fat piece of, you know what I'm talking about, as he as he was interviewed by Michael Cole. Subsequently, Vader had a series of losses and was reduced to the jobber of the stars. After considering retirement, he negotiated his own release with WWF. His last pay-per-view match was a loss at, to Bradshaw at Breakdown in Your House. Vader left the WWF in October 1998. After leaving in 1998, he joined Ultra Pan Pro Wrestling team that was Stan Hansen, and where they made it to the finals of the 1998 World's Strongest Tag Determination League. But in 1999, he won the Triple Crown title on March 6, 1999, one day before John's eighth birthday. Oh, okay. Mm. Uh, he was all, he all, JD, doesn't that make you sound old? John was eight when that match happened. <laughs> yeah. He also won the 1999 champion Carnival. He would lose the Triple Crown to Basawa on May 2nd, 1999. He would win it back on Halloween night, 1999. And then lost it again and then took some time off. After his return from hiatus, he teamed with two Cold Scorpio by winning the GHC tag team titles. On February 19, 2003, he made a brief appearance on NWA TNA, helping Dusty Rhodes, who was fighting the Harris Brothers. He and Dusty defeated the Harris Brothers in a tag team match, but Vader and TNA parted ways. Twelve years later, Great Vader would return to TNA in 2000, 2015 for a singles match against Brand. On October 31st, 2005, um, of, I, I did, uh, in WWE, Vader returned to the WWE to aid Jonathan Coachman and Goldust, in which Coachman announced that they would be in his corner for the, for the <clears throat> let's see here, um, for the street fight match against Stone Cold at Taboo Tuesday. But Austin pulled out of the match, giving Batista the spot. At Taboo Tuesday, despite Vader and Goldust's help, Batista would defeat the coach. On June 11, 2012, he made his raw return by defeating Heath Slater. And also on July 23, 2012, on the 1,000th episode of Raw, in April 2016, he made a one-time Hall of Fame appearance to Stan Hansen into the WWE Hall of Fame. He wrestled some independent circuit matchups from 2005 to 2017, wrestling the likes of Samoa Joe, Brutus Beefcake, Tatsumi Fujinami, Rikishi, and others. Vader retired in his final match on May 25, 2017. Uh, this Vader had been struggling with heart issues. Dr. Vader, he had two years to live. In May of 2018, he went in for a heart surgery, followed by another retreat and arrhythmia. On June 18, 2018, at the age of 63, sadly, he died after a month-long hospitalization for pneumonia. And the months before his death, Sting went went on to visit him and also supported him. And John says that's all he's got from history and birthdays here for today. Um, so, John, thank you very thank you very much here for that here tonight. And JD, thank you very much, sir, sir, for the wrestling news and views here for this evening as well. Let's bring in the number one more time here. For- uh, one one six zero five five six two zero four four four. Call ID one three eight zero five five pound. This is episode. <clears throat> this is episode six sixty eight of Revolution, of course, for uh, for Tuesday, May fourteenth, two thousand and nineteen. 
Mr. W7US, Chad Hinshaw, the Ice Manager, DiGiolamo, and the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, here with you here this evening. Now, let's see what uh, everyone has to say here for our, uh, our thoughts and opinions about what took place here on, <coughs> on, on uh, for last night's edition of Monday Night Raw. Of course, as we did mention, of course, it did, it was, it was, uh, of course, uh, due to, of course, a big time difference of them being over there, of course, in Jolly Gold in England. Uh, of course, uh, <clears throat> and of course, they did not, they did air it, of course. Um, they did air it, of course, here last night um, on T on USA. But uh, <clears throat> let's see what John has to say right here. Uh, and actually, he doesn't really have a whole, really, really a whole lot to say about it, to be honest with you. All he says here is that he did not watch Raw. Because he actually saw the spoilers. The viewership may have went up, but this raw was not enjoyable for me to watch because of the spoilers. So John officially does not have any comment about this show at all. So uh, John, thank you very much, sir. Sir, I do, do greatly appreciate that. Uh, well, let's see here. Uh, let me let, let us let us go now because I'm sure that we got one fellow here that might have plenty to say. But I have to ask him the all-important question. Uh, JD, are you cooled off and are you warm? Ready. Okay, Ladies and gentlemen, this is a WWS Radio Network exclusive. Of course, the Iceman, Jerry Duramo, is not afraid, of course, to let his feelings known about everything that takes place on Raw, SmackDown, and all of our pay-per-views as well. And last night's edition of Monday Night Raw, uh, really is no exception to that rule here, ladies and gentlemen, because I mean, we did not hear a lot of promising things, of course, from this broadcast as well. Uh, <clears throat> I think I think what the Iceman will have to say about this, without a doubt, will be, will of course, no doubt, be, uh, uh, <clears throat> of course, no doubt, be, will definitely be said here, of course, here tonight. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead with his thoughts on what took place on Monday Night Raw, and here to, of course, make it make make the impact ten times harder than a than a three point shot from long range, as they always say. Here is the Iceman, Jared Duralamo, with the Raw edition of the W Seven US Ice Breaker. All right. And before we do that, I just got to do one thing real quick here. Just give me a minute here. Okay. Okay, hold on. And in case you're wondering what that was, that was the chimes of Big Ben in London. And that is where we were last night. With six days to go until Money in the Bank, Harry, you thought that this show would have been a great show. And that this show would have came off successful. Oh, how wrong we were. Oh, how wrong we were. Last night to say the least. Now, before we get into it, if we want to tell you real quick, we did not say this in the news, but we can tell you that the viewership this week did go up 
from 2.24 last week to 2.34. The first hour did 2.57. Hour 2 did 2.39. The final hour did 2.08. Believe it or not. So there you go. Those are your viewership numbers. Anyway, let's talk about last night's show. That was an absolute tragedy beyond words in London. We started the show, of course, off with Miz TV with Roman and the Miz. And it looked like things were getting interesting between the big dog and the A-lister, however, mind you. But who shows up? Yes, folks, the piece of human excrement that he is, however, none other than the so-called Bob Dylan of the WWE, the troubadour, if you want to call him that, the piece of elephant dung, the embarrassing piece of human excrement feces, Elias. And of course, what happens, however, mind you, however, we see, however, Elias and his new boyfriends, if you will, Michelle's one favorite, however, yes, folks, the monster, and the almighty himself, however, Corey Graves' little boyfriend, if you will, Bobby the bitch boy brute, Lashley, and Shane, little moron McMahon, the silver spoon man who has my head up my daddy's ass and like to kiss his ass and fuck his ass when I can. The 49-year-old egomaniacal bitch that he is. And of course, as a result, Shane reminds Miz that he's still his boss and as his boss, he's telling that Miz TV is over because apparently Bobby and Elias decided to take a cheap shot along with Shane who are attacking the big dog and the Miz, which leads us to our first match of the night. Roman and Miz versus Bobby and Elias with Shane, and as a result, Roman and Miz win by disqualification because Shane once again decides to be a little bitch, however. It doesn't have the balls, however, basically to have his boyfriends do his dirty work for him, however, except kissing his ass, however, and sucking their ass, however, by taking a cheap shot on Roman and the Miz, however. Well, as I said before, come Sunday, Shane, however, you're not going to be the best in the world. You're not going to be anything. You're going to be a sorry-ass little punk-ass little daddy's little boy, however, sucking through my soup straw, however, and out of my ass, however, when it's all said and done. When the Miz basically rips your freaking head off and punts it into the crowd, however, in front of everyone at the XL Energy Center in Hartford. Because this time, however, you will not have help, however, from your little boyfriends, if you will. You won't have help from your little daddy, however. Hell, you won't even have help from your little sister or even your brother-in-law because you're going to be in the steel cage, however, going up against a guy who is wanting to basically rip your sorry little face off, however, and head off, however, and basically tear you down all over the place, however, after what you did to his dad, however, by kicking him in the ribs, however however, at WrestleMania, to the point where he has a few cracked ribs. So yeah, Shane, laugh it up now, you little scuzzbag, however, because come Sunday, however, you won't be laughing, however. You'll be crying in pain like a little bitch, however, when and when it's all said and done, you can go back to your mommy and daddy and your sister, however, and say, I got my ass kicked by an A-lister because I couldn't shut my goddamn mouth because I don't know how to shut my goddamn mouth, and I am an arrogant little jackass, and I like to have my head up my daddy's ass, however, and have a silver spoon in my mouth and out my ass because I'm that's the way I am, and I've always been that way. So guess what, Shane? Payback's gonna be a bitch, and you're gonna find out that tenfold, however, come this Sunday, however, when the Miz tears you from limb from limb. Speaking of which, let's talk about the next match: Mojo Rawley versus Apollo Cruz. 
do we really need to see Rap Boy Mojo Rawley in the WWE anymore? Seriously, I mean, this guy should be not even in the WWE whatsoever, however. But yet, apparently, however, he is, however, because right now, however, they don't have anything better for him to do except be a total arrogant, whiny, little, pessimistic, Stuart Smalley jackass, however, against the guy who they continue to bury and have not given much hope to ever since he came up from NXT, and that's Apollo Crews. Unfortunately, however, we thought Raleigh, how we thought Mojo was going to win the match, but unfortunately, however, he might have gotten hurt, but we're not sure if it was legit or not. But nevertheless, Rap Boy Mojo Raleigh, however, gets a cheap fluke victory over Apollo Crews, however, mind you, however, and as a result, however, the burial of Apollo Crews continues, while now, apparently, however, they're trying to do something with Mojo Raleigh in this whole new gimmick, however, mind you, after doing the stupid Stuart Smalley thing for the last several weeks. Now, if you ask me, it's time to either get rid of these guys both, however, or just find something else for them to do. Seriously, I mean, Mojo Rawley's an idiot. He can't wrestle. He can't talk. All he is a freaking is a New England Patriot Gronkowski butt-kissing wannabe, however, who basically got in the company because he thinks he was so great at being a hype bro for Zack Ryder, who, of course, was not on last night's show along with, of course, his partner, Kurt Hawkins, and neither was the Viking War Raiders, surprisingly, as I was a little taken aback by that. Then we see John Spirit, however. Yes, folks, the arrogant little uh, one herself, Alexa, the bimbo bitch-ass little backstabbing bliss. And what happens? Oh, yeah, Alexa the whore bliss decides to say, my luggage isn't here tonight, however, because apparently, however, I don't have my gear, and I can't compete in the Fatal 4-Way. Yeah, why don't you just continue to cry like a little bitch that you are, Alexa, however, and be a little, little conniving little bimbo slut that you are, however, by basically making up every excuse in the book and having Corey Graves basically kiss your ass, too, honey. Seriously. As a result, however, we see Nikki Cross come out, however, and as a result, she basically goads Nikki Cross into taking her spot, however, because apparently she says she can't compete tonight. So now, apparently, Night Nikki, that's want to play crazy psycho ass cross however is in the fatal four with Naomi excuse me Naomi Natalia and of course Dana the little bimbo blonde uh, total uh little uh what's the other B word I'm looking for oh yeah little uh total uh um see Dana the bimbo uh, uh what's that big boobs uh, big boobs, Brooke, yeah. Because apparently, Dana can use the... Yeah, yeah. Because once again, Dana Brooke, however, is just like Alexa Bliss. Being a crybaby little bimbo bitch, however, and saying it should be my time. It should be all about me. I should be getting TV time. No, you shouldn't, Dana. You're a stupid, big-ass bimbo blonde, however, who can't rustle, let alone talk on the stick. You're terrible. You're horrible. Speaking of horrible, let's talk about one of my big rants of the evening, if you will. My girl Becky Two Belts comes out and is ready to sign the contract. But who shows up? Oh, yeah, everyone's favorite, Howard, Michelle's favorite, 
Everyone seems to be everyone's favorite. The girl who loves to have her head up Vince McMahon's ass in Triple H's tube, however, just like her dad did for years on end, however. The great Charlotte Flair, the conniving little cunt that she is, getting another opportunity to go after another championship. Like, she deserves it after being given every opportunity handed to her on a silver freaking platter time after time. And everyone's favorite, the little, little sassy Southern power, the sassy Southern slut, lackluster Lacey Evans. Yeah, the little army, little bitch-ass brat that she is, however. The little, bit, little sassy little southern slut that she is. Corey Graves' other girlfriend. And what happens? Oh, yeah. Queen-ass, little cunt-ass Charlotte, however, and the sassy southern belle, however, decide to find a way to basically lay out Becky two belts, however, and say they're going to take, however, Becky's belts away on Sunday. Here's the thing about that. Good luck, Charlotte. Good luck, honey, because if I remember correctly, you got your arm broken the last time you tried to talk a great game against my girl, and you were crying like a little bitch when it was all said and done. And as far as you do, Marilyn Monroe, Betty Page, want to be little whore, Lacey Evans, if you think for one minute that you're going to be the sassy little southern belle, the sassy southern slut that you are, by taking my girl's belt away from her and holding that Raw title now and showing that you're the next Raw champion, huh? Guess what, Howard? You're going to find out just like Charlotte, however, hopefully on Sunday, that you do not piss off a man. You do not anger Becky Lynch. You do not get her fired up. You do not anger the Becky Lynch army with me leading the cavalcade along with Seth Rollins. Because guess what? If you do, Howard, you're going to pay the ultimate price. And then you know what? If you do win, Howard, then I'll tell you right then and there, here and now, Howard, then Rob will be in big, big trouble when you have a sassy southern slut, Corey Graves' new girlfriend, and of course Queen Charlotte getting the title again on the other side of the coin for SmackDown. Because once again, yeah, let's give it to Charlotte Flair because we find a way to just basically have her head up the authority's ass of the entire WWE office by giving her every opportunity handed to her on a silver freaking platter and continue to bury women like Ember Moon, Bailey, Carmen, uh, Ember Moon, Bailey, and other people who deserve it more than she. And I'll tell you right now, I think there's more people better deserving of this opportunity than Charlotte. But no, Charlotte had to weasel her little bitch ass way back into it again now because she loves to kiss Vince McMahon's ass and blow Triple H Howard, her daddy's best friend of the locker room, as well as the entire WWE front office for that matter, to get her opportunity again. So yeah, get ready uh, there. Lacey Evans, get ready, Charlotte. You're going to be having your asses kicked and kicked hopefully hard all over the Hartford XL Energy Center on Sunday. And when it's all said, you guys will be ending up with two broken arms. And that way you can go cry to Vince how it's saying, oh, guess what, Howard? We got our arms broke because we didn't know how to shut our freaking mouths when we were supposed to. So that'll tell you something there. Speaking of shutting mouths, Howard, let's talk about everyone's favorite. Yes, the Lex Luthor TGI Fridays want to be bald-headed little bitch of Baron Cockstain Corbin. And yes, let's have that little Cockstain Triple H's little bitch as well suck him off too, however, by getting a cheap win against a guy who has been red hot as of late but now seems to be cooling down over the last few weeks. The guy who I think has a good shot and chance of maybe winning money in the bank this Sunday, hopefully. The one and only... The master of the 630, if you will, Ricochet, a.k.a. Ricochet. Yet, no, unfortunately, Ricochet, however, for the second week in a row, is buried, however, against an inferior guy who loves to have his head up, Vince's ass, along with his son's ass as well, and that is Baron Cox Stain Corbin. Yay! Let's have that little piece of shit win a match against the guy who is more over than you, Baron Corbin, in Ricochet, and as a result, you get a cheap victory out of it. Mind you, great idea. 
Then we go to the Fatal 4-Way, however, of course, and we see only one good spot out of this, however, which was Dana Book for doing a cross-spine. I thought she was nuts for doing that, but however, who wins the match? Surprisingly, Nikki Cross. But afterward, however, just when it looked like how Nikki was ready to enjoy her victory, who comes out once again? But yes, John's girl, if you will. The arrogant little bimbo blonde-ass bitch herself, the everlasting little uh, backstabbing little uh, whore that she is, Alexa Bliss. And as a result, she finds a way to climb up the ladder and just basically have Nikki stay tells Nikki not to even bother to go up because she's going to go up instead her, and retrieve the briefcase for how far Nikki's staying at the bottom and forcing to stay Nikki, tell Nikki to stay at the bottom. Here's the thing about that, Alexa. You better hope to God that Nikki Cross uh, finds a way to basically... Pummel your sorry little blonde ass bimbo ass, however, before Sunday, however, and replace you. Because we do not want your whorish ass in Money in the Bank winning for the second time in two years. We don't need your bimbo blonde ass uh, fake looking tits, however, and your stupid look, however, basically become the winner for the second time in two years. If there is anyone who deserves this, however, coming up on Sunday, it is either Ember Moon or Natalia, if you ask me. And um, you know what, however? I hope that Nikki Cross lays out Alexa and finds a way to get herself involved, because I think she looked pretty good in doing her pretty fairly decent showing last night, however, against Dana Natalia and, of course, Naomi. But watch, that might not happen. You bring over Nikki Cross from SmackDown to Raw, however, in her first night in, however, after being on the Raw roster for only less than a month, however, you have her competing in a pretty good four-way, however, against three other girls because, as we said, that arrogant little bitch, however, decided to make up an excuse and weasel her way out of it like a little bimbo that she is last night. But then afterward, however, she decides, however, to basically, however, mind you, however, steal the glory from Nikki Cross's win, however, by becoming a conniving little bitch that she is, however, climbing up the ladder however, and then pulling down the money in the bank briefcase. Well, guess what, Alexa? You're going to be pulled apart in two, however, when Nikki Cross basically shows that she's ready to play and rip your sorry little fake-ass face, however, and your fake-ass body, your 5-foot-2-inch little shrimp body, however, and I don't mean any disrespect by that, but I'm saying this, however. She's going to basically tear you apart from limb from limb, however, and then when it's all said and done, you can go cry to Vince, you can go cry to your boyfriend, Corey Graves, who loves to kiss your ass as well, however, and say, however, what happened to me? What happened to me? Well, guess what? We'll know what happened to you, and that's getting, that has simply Nikki Cross showed no mercy on you by ripping your body from limb from limb, however, all over the squared circle because you couldn't shut your freaking mouth long enough, however, and your legs enough, however, because you became a blonde-ass little bimbo that you've always been, however, by running your stupid little yapper. So guess what there, uh, Alexa? You better hope on Sunday that Nikki Cross doesn't enter this match and takes your spot because if she does, however, she's going to show no mercy on you because if you take... Nikki's spot away from her, which Nikki should have been in this match. Hell, I would have liked to have seen someone else on this match, maybe like maybe Sarah Logan. But what did they do? No. They found a way to continue to bury Sarah Logan as well, including Ruby, as well as the page 2.0 wannabe, Ruby Wright, who once again this week was not on the show for some reason. Gee, what a shocker. Let's find a way to continue to bury Ruby Ryan and Sarah Logan while we're at it there, Vince, you 75-year-old racist piece of crap. Great thinking there, you douchebag. Way to think. Then we go to Rey Mysterio versus Cesaro. 
which was one of the only good matches of the night, however. But, of course, before this match, however, and I don't mean any disrespect to Michelle and her favorite Cesaro, however, Cesaro should have learned how to keep his goddamn mouth shut and not found a way to get under Ray's skin, however, and insult Ray Jr. and his son like that. I think Cesaro should have just kept his mouth quiet if he was smart, however, and not found a way to piss off Ray and insult Ray and his son by calling Ray's son... Basically, however, a punk, however, and also at the same time threatening Ray's son, however, that Samoa Joe would beat him within an inch of his life. Here's the thing about that. Cesaro, I mean, I am a fan of Cesaro, like Michelle, and I think some of us are too. But Cesaro, I think, went a little over the line last night by insulting Ray and his family. And I think Cesaro should have learned his lesson to keep his mouth quiet and not insult Ray and his son and his family like that. So, what happened... Unfortunately, Ray beat Cesaro what was the best match of the night. Even though Cesaro should have won this match, however, I think, however, once again, they find a way to bury Cesaro, and it looks like they're going to continue to bury Cesaro, because now, as we said earlier, it looks like at the moment, however, we do not know whether or not Cesaro's going to have his partner back with him anytime soon. I mean, there's already been discussion at this point that possibly maybe Sheamus could be hanging it up for good, possibly. We don't know when, we don't know where, but there has already been discussion about that. Then, of course, we go to a thing with the Revival the Usos, and, of course, they might add that match on Sunday. I would not be surprised if they add that match on Sunday. I don't know why we continue to see this view between these four. This is absolutely a waste of time. Speaking of waste of time, let's talk about the stupid Firefly Funhouse. Yeah, let's have Pee-wee's Big Adventure 1986 once again on this week and continue to be the cheesiest lame segment of the entire show by having Pee-wee Herman Bray Wyatt bore us to death, however, with his shtick, however. But unfortunately, this week, however, it wasn't all fun and games, however. This week was a little more darker and edgier fun house, however. And gee, let's think about who thought of that idea. Oh, that's right. We know who we thought of this idea. It was our favorite, however. Bucky the Beaver himself, Kevin Dickbag Douchebag, done in his stupid writing team. Great job, you a-holes. Way to think on your feet by putting another stupid, cheesy, lame segment in this. Bravo! Then we go to the main event, which earlier in the night was set up, however, because, of course... Excuse me, of course, because bitch boy Sami Zayn was crying like a little girl, however, saying that what happened last week involving Braun Strowman, however, mind you, uh, basically, however, was not right, and that Braun should be punished for it. What does uh, Shane McMahon do? Oh, yeah, he forces Braun into a match against Sami Zayn, and the catch is this. If Sami wins, however, Braun's out of the Money in the Bank ladder match. Of course, Braun was not too happy about this, but unfortunately he gave in because, unfortunately, Shane was running the show last night like the little bitch that he is from his daddy. And what happens in this match? Oh, yeah. Once again, we have to have that little cockstain, Baron Corbin, and Drew the dickhead Dragon Slayer McIntyre help off freaking Sami Zayn get a cheap fluke victory over Braun Strowman. And now... Braun is out of the Money in the Bank match, and as a result, however, we see Sami Zayn finding his way to have his head up also Vincent Stephanie, Vincent uh, Shane's ass by stealing Braun's spot in the Money in the Bank match thanks to his new two best friends, if you will, bitch boy black, um, boy bland, Cockstain Baron Corbin and Drew the Dragon Slayer McIntyre. So once again, yeah, WWE finds a way to piss off the audience and piss everyone in at home, however, by watching this atrocious shit fest of a show, however, by finding a way to 
kick out Braun Strowman and giving Sami Zayn a bronze spot in the Money in the Bank match. Great job, WWE. Way to think on your feet six days before Money in the Bank by having a stupid asshole like Sami Zayn steal bronze spot by basically blowing Triple H and Stephanie, however, excuse me, not Stephanie, blowing Triple H, however, actually he wasn't blowing Triple H, he was blowing more like Shane McMahon, however, in the locker room before the show, however, and stealing, however, bronze match along with Vince, even though Vince wasn't there too, but I'm sure if Vince was there, he would have blown Vince too by taking away bronze spot, however. Great job, guys. I hope you're real happy finding a way to continue to bury and piss off every everyone in the audience are by just basically not allowing Braun Strowman at Money in the Bank. So just like freaking how Alexa Bliss, how Sammy, however, you better hope Braun Strowman doesn't get his hands all over your scummy little neck, however, before Sunday or on Sunday. Because if he does, he's going to tear your body limb from limb, however, and show no mercy on you. So Sammy, you can have your little fun now by kissing Shane's ass and thanking him by basically wiping his ass from him, as well as Vince McMahon's too, however, and kissing his ass too, however, by stealing Braun on spot. But guess what? Are you going to win Money in the Bank, Howard, on Sunday? Oh, hell no, you're not. Because if you do, Howard, then we're going to be in big trouble. So yeah, overall, Howard, on a scale of 1 to 10, this week's show was a negative 10 in, out of 10 in every sense. Of it. So Vince, I hope you're very happy with what you did this week in London as you brought this crap fest of a show over to jolly old England. And as I said before, and I'm going to keep on saying it, Howard, and Danny said it too, Howard, AEW can't happen soon enough. So Vince, here's the thing about that. Looking at the clock right now, you're about 10 days away, however, from seeing another company going to show you what wrestling's all about. And you're going to find out tomorrow when they announce at the press conference gathering, Howard, what time or what night they're going to go up against your show, Howard. So, Vince, if you think, Howard, for one moment you're going to have the last laugh on everyone, however, guess what? You're not going to have the last laugh now. AEW's going to have the last laugh. And when, they're, when it's all said and done, they're going to be laughing in your face and crapping down your scummy little racist neck, Howard, and twisting your neck off to the point where it'll snap like a tree branch, Howard, because you will be crying so hard like a little child, Howard, wishing, Howard, that you had everything backhanded to you. Well, guess what, Howard? It's too little too late for that because you basically made this mess, and now you're paying the price for it. I couldn't put that better myself there, J.D. Very good, very good indeed there for, <clears throat> for tonight's Raw edition of the icebreaker there this evening john once again continues to add wwe WWE right now is running out of time and this show proved that they are running out of time because they have lost all their talent especially as as john mentioned many many times cm punk john morrison alberto del rio evan moore and ray wade barrett right back both members of the Rhodes family Sasha Banks, Chris Jericho, Dean Ambrose, Damian Sandow, Jack Swagger, Ty Dillinger, Luke Harper, among others. And they could lose some of their, more of their talent here, uh, as John has said before, including Apollo Crews, Finn Balor, Bailey, The Revival, and others. We continue to bear them, and screw them over, and give pushes to those. Of course, like J.D. mentioned, uh, 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 Baron Corbin, Lacey Evans, Charlotte, and others. Probably have, we keep saying Vince has lost his flavor and probably has basically been sleeping around with some some of the ladies there. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. He buries all the men and women like Finn Balor, Ember Moon, The Revival, Bailey, Andrade, Cena, Almas, Braun Strowman, Bruce F. Shinsuke Nakamura, Cesaro, Ricochet, and others. And they go back to WWE uh, Network by building up some old storylines. Vince is running out of time because he knows AEW is going to run them out of business. 
And of course, who would be the one to feel sorry for themselves? Uh, <clears throat> and John, we'll play that. We'll we'll play that clip a little bit later on. Uh, I hope John also hopes to see him tuck his AEW gets on the mic and rips on Vince McMahon in the WWE because Vince needs a good ripping. Vince should retire by the end of the year, but of course, obviously, he will not. Uh, AEW is going to destroy the WWE because of Vince McMahon's arrogance. Right, and John believes this thing is right now. It's time to head to WWE headquarters and protest WWE to fire both Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunn. Vince AEW is running all over you right now. This time in one belong before you get taken out of office, Vince, because Triple H is going to take it. That right there might be that might kind of benefit WWE if you really think about it. I mean, but I think Vince is just pretty much like I said running out of. Running run, run out, running out of ideas. I mean, that's why, like I said, we've said many, many times, he continues to, of course, use old storylines in order to get by with everything. <clears throat> John is also saying Vince does not trust Triple H one bit, and Shiba John doesn't think that Stephanie and Vince do not trust Triple H enough to hand WWE over to him. So, again, as I also said here before, here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure some will agree, some will not, but AEW has not happened yet. It will take place here in about uh, 11 days. Uh, and already it's getting more publicity. It's getting more notoriety. There you go. I'll say it that way. It's getting more notoriety. We all know that. It's getting more talk, talk all over the internet, especially like I said, Facebook, Instagram, uh, the, the wrestling dirt sheets and everything like that. And the thing hadn't even happened yet, and it's getting more and more. It's getting more and more power here, uh, more support behind it than WWE did in the last 10, 20 years. So it's like, it's like we said before. <clears throat> uh, we're just going to continue to wait and see what happens here. But you know, JD and John pretty much nailed, nailed it on the head here tonight. I mean, I mean, like I, as I said before, you know, when getting ready for it. WWE pay-per-view and all that, their superstars are going to have to be, like you said, be on their top form and all that. They want to try to form at one of these events. But right now, from what I noticed here, of course, especially with what happened here uh, on Raw last night, uh, yesterday and what probably happened, of course, with uh, SmackDown over there in England, obviously, you know, that they're not, they're, unfortunately, they're, they're not proving, they're not proving anything to anybody. Um, by of course, uh, by obviously of course taking taking into account uh, <clears throat> taking that all into account and all that and and like as like JD said, of course obviously you know Vince was not there to see all this all this take place. But the thing about it is is that I'm sure that you know the only per the only people that that really care about how with the way that he is currently going right now at this point in time is obviously him. Obviously, it's Shane. Obviously, it's Stephanie. And to a degree, I would think Triple H, Triple H may be probably more, the more lenient one out of all of them, uh, personal opinion. But, I mean, he's, he married into the family. He's not blood-related. So, I mean, but like I said, maybe he's also starting, maybe starting to see the big picture as well. Maybe he's also going to start realizing that AEW may be a, a, a much more bigger threat and all that. And JD and I, we, we did talk about this here at some point down the road that, you know, 
with the talk that AEW is going to be obviously going in, obviously going to be signed, probably airing on TNT. When when that's going to happen, we don't know. Uh, <clears throat> we're not sure what day. We're not sure what time. But that's what's been talked about. That's what's supposed to, I think, J.D. has mentioned it's supposed to take place sometime tomorrow, I think. So, so, so basically, basically, what you got here could this, and regardless of whenever it happens, could we see a reemergence of the of the of of the Attitude Era? And the reason why I stand, let me first bring bring this up. Why I say first, let me say why I bring this up. You have to keep in mind for so many years, ever since, of course, Nitro. You know, hit the airwaves and everything. I mean, Raw was there first, yes, but when Nitro hit the airwaves, it 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 it, it, it fired, it started firing more and more shots here and there. Um, and obviously, like I said, AEW now is signing with a Turner Network. That's like that's like what WCW was. Could we? And I'll and I'll and I'll ask this again. Could we see? A reemergence of the attitude era here, based based upon based upon, of course, this this latest news about AEW signing with one of the Turner Networks. Um, let me let me let me pose this question to JD and John. JD, what do you think? Could we see an emer- some sort of a reemergence of the you know if this deal goes down here with TNT? I mean, could we see kind of a one-on-one thing between WWE and AEW, in your personal opinion, with this pretty much being the catalyst? I think they're going to go on Tuesday nights, and if they do, however, they're going to give uh, WWE some competition, you know? I mean, they're going to try to do what they can on Monday nights. I mean, Raw's going to be on Monday nights. Obviously, that's the big thing, however, with football and everything. And after football, so you got other stuff, basketball, hockey, baseball, Whatever, however, primetime TV shows and that. But you better hope, however, they have something planned. Because on Tuesday night, I think we're going to see a whole new thing, either 8 to 10 or 9 to 11. We'll see what happens, but we'll know by tomorrow. But 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 what it matter at this point in time when I when I say you know the reemergence of the attitude era, with of course AEW possibly signing in here with TNT, would it make any difference as to what time what night and time AEW took? Would it make any difference? I think Tuesday night they will, and they're going to challenge, like I said, SmackDown, which will be going live on Friday nights. However, it just depends on if they do it eight to ten or nine to eleven. We'll see. Okay. All right, John. Did your your te- your take on um, this whole thing with AEW here? Could we see an reemergence of the Attitude Era? And then also, in your personal opinion, would it matter what day and time they took? And I believe John says he is agreeing with JD on on all that. Okay. <clears throat> so, ladies and gentlemen, we're definitely going to have to wait and see what all. Uh, 
we're definitely going to have to wait and see what what all happens here. Of course, it's going it's going to get big here within the next next little while, the next few months here. Of course, coming up here across the world of and ladies and gentlemen, we're not going to use the term sports entertainment. We don't use that term. We use pro wrestling. The world of wrestling is going to get much more intense. You just wait and see coming up here with, of course, with AEW coming up on the horizon. You know, Impact and Ring of Honor are going to be watching all this. Lucha Underground maybe be popping up here soon. Who knows? Obviously, UFC may may also be a big thing to look at here, too. But WWE, of course, like I said, I think it's going to mainly have their hands full. And I and I really think that the one that's going to really going is one that's going to make that happen is obviously AEW. So we're just going to wait and see what all happens here. Big time here, indeed. So we'll just keep watching everything and seeing here, folks. Let's give you the number one more time here. 1605-562-0444. Call ID 138055-POUND. Excuse me, episode 668 of Revolution here, of course, for Tuesday, May 14th, 2019. Mr. WS Chad Hinshaw, along with the Ice Man, Jared DiGirolamo, and the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, here with you tonight. Let me see here. Uh, we did we did have a few more folks pop on here on our live video feed here from WWS Dynasty here tonight. I do want to thank Mr. Chris Smith. Also, I want to thank a avid follower of WWS Entertainment Cavalcade, Miss Della Sigler. I do welcome. I do thank her for joining us. Mr. Sean Jefferson, do thank him as well. Also, John visited us briefly, of course, on the live video feed. And, of course, also a man, of course, who's our general manager of Heaven Wrestling Federation and also, of course, a WWS Hall of Famer, a good friend of WCWS. And, of course, as J.D. does mention to us about every, every night, he has his own That's little podcast, podcast as well. Be sure to check that out, yes. Kevin Corner's podcast, <clears throat> Yeah. All right, there you go. Thank you, right. Thank you very much, here, JD. And also, a quick side note here, folks. I want to mention here, of course, uh, a quick plug here. If, uh, of course, uh, for the avid eBay shopper in your in your family, or if you're the one who's an avid eBay shopper, uh, please check out, of course, the eBay store entitled Perpetual Uniquity as Internet Retail for the Eternally Distinctive Individual, where we have over 300 items currently on sale, right? Currently uh, posted, even as we speak. Currently, everything going on from, of course, the Hot Wheels cars, the men's, women's, and children's clothing, um, uh, music memorabilia from, of course, Kiss and other big-time rock and roll band, uh, rock and roll hair bands of the day. Also, odds and ends and knickknacks, of course. Uh, <clears throat> also, don't forget video games for the PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, PSP, and Xbox 360. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, dare I say it, dare, dare. Of course, I'm referring to DVDs, and yes, ladies and gentlemen, and I do mean a a boatload of them. Of course, everything, everything from, uh, uh, of course, DVDs, Blu-rays, and HD DVDs as well. Also, uh, of course, from all genres, everything from action, comedy, drama, <coughs> uh, TV series. I should have been meaning to point that out. Action, drama, TV series, uh, <coughs> uh, comedy. Um, uh, of course, wrestling, and um, also, and of course, also uh, uh, some horror stuff as well for the big time horror fans in our in our in our uh, listening audience here tonight. Uh, so be sure to check it all out. What we got there, more stuff being added on each and every day. Some some very unique stuff there indeed. 
and also feel free to make an offer or two on, 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 on anything that you see there. If there's something there, it does, of course, put your interest there as well. Remember, like I said, uh, you can visit that perpetual equity by going to www.ebay.com forward slash str forward slash perpetual uniquity as p-e-r-p-u-t-a-l-u-n-i-q-u-i-t-y there is also a link on the wws revolution radio facebook page if you want to join us from there browse around see what you see what you can find and who knows you might find something that you haven't seen in a long time or you thought uh, <clears throat> and maybe never see again and then may have, would never have seen it again or it must be something brand new that you've never seen before at least 100 percent intriguing so be sure to check it out here once again, ladies and gentlemen. A perpetual uniquity in its internet retail for the eternally distinctive individual. Tell Mr. WWS sent you, and <clears throat> and you will not regret seeing what we have. There you go. Okay, uh, let me see here. We got about 20 minutes left to go here, gentlemen. Uh, well, as Ronald Reagan would say, say with me now. Well, <clears throat> uh, okay. Let me see here. Uh, well, gentlemen, how about uh, we go to our superstar shakeup list and we make up some uh, make up make some more fancy matchups based on your uh, shakeup rosters? How about that, JD John? Y'all All up right. with that? That was me. Uh, John, you. Oh, the special announcement! I gotta make this. Also, I gotta make this. Also, I gotta make the special announcement there as well. <clears throat> Let me go. Uh, I grab one quick note here before we get going. Before we get going with that, okay. Sorry about that, folks. I was getting a text message here from someone. Okay, anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and uh, let you know here, of course, like I said, as I did mention here before, this announcement did, of course, pertain to, of course, uh, the Trivia Championship Series we have here in WWS. And after looking through some ideas here, folks, and keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, that I base on these on championships that have, that are not currently active. They are, they are actual belts, but these belts from different federations that of course these belts are no longer being used so <clears throat> and these are not made up here folks one or two one may have been split to make two belts but but nonetheless these are actual belts with more belt more ideas to come coming out here really really soon mm, excuse me uh first off i will mention i do have a new one in our njpws stable it is and jd may remember this belt the njpws open weight championship 
uh, <clears throat> so this one, so there, there's another one right there. Some of these may end up being a part of our prediction title challenge for Money in the Bank on Sunday, so I'll keep you informed about that. Uh, also, JD, I think it's definitely, I think, especially, I think you, JD, you, John, I, I believe, especially MLD, will definitely get a kick out of this one. I have a brand new belt for Impact US. Of course, as you know, it was originally TNA US and then GFW US. Y'all gonna love this one. This is the Impact US King of the Mountain Championship. How about that? I like it. You like it? Okay. And here are some of the other belts. All these are gonna be under the WCW US name. Okay. They are as follows: <clears throat> the the Grand Championship, G R A N D. The Young Lions Championship. The Ultra Violent championship the underground championship see ultraviolet and underground were actually one name it was actually one belt but i split them up and made two belts out of them you see you see what i did there uh the wired w-i-r-e-d championship the southern heavyweight championship the suit and jd might like this one the suicidal championship <laughs> yeah uh the Student Championship, the Power Surge Championship, the Tri-State Championship. I kind of reworded this. I kind of, I kind of reworded this one to make it a little bit shorter. The Death Match Championship. Ooh, not bad, huh? Uh, the the Tempest Championship. And the Star of the Ring Championship. Fascinating. So, but more belts will be coming here, folks. This is some ideas that we got out there as well. So, like I said, you might see some of these in our prediction title challenge, like I said, for Sunday. So, we'll keep you informed about that when that takes place. <clears throat> okay, here we go here. Uh, JD, we'll start with you here, sir. Do you think about what type of match you want to make here as we as we bring you Arn Anderson versus Eddie Guerrero. This will be a street fight. Okay. Uh, what do you think? Oh, God. I just found the worst song ever. <laughs> and I will... Hey, uh, you I'm, going to, I'm going to say it will be a draw. Draw, okay. Uh, John, uh, JD's match is a street fight between Double A Arn Anderson and Latino Heat Eddie Guerrero. John's going to take Eddie. Much as I like both, I gotta say Eddie. I'm an idiot. Was your what? No, the worst song I've ever seen in my life. How I just I saw the stupidest video ever, the Humpty Dance video. Oh, I thought you were talking about the. The theme song for the American Males from WCW. <laughs> That's a low blow, ain't it, JD? <laughs> yeah. That's a low blow. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, all right, John, your match is. Uh, let me see here. Think about what type of match you want to do here as we do. <sighs> hmm. 
Harley Race versus Bray Wyatt. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John, what type of match you want to make this? Harley Race versus Bray Wyatt. John's going to make this a House of Horrors match. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's a good choice. And that's a good choice. John's going to take Bray here. What do you think, JD? House of Horrors, Bray Wyatt versus I'm going to take Bray. Okay. Oh, this is a tough call here. Uh, I don't know if you saw the, one of these matches in the uh, Messenger Moments of the Day that I sent out recently, but I showed the match. I think it was from Saturday night's main event between Harley Race and Hulk Hogan. You saw that? I think y'all saw that. One. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, and I noticed how uh, how Harley Race was trying to get Hulk Hogan on the table, and he was going he was going he was going to uh, use his head to hit the table, but instead he hit he went, almost went through the table, didn't even break. I mean, just broken half, they didn't go all the way through. And he was just stunned. Harley Race was just stunned during that match. I got to say Harley. I got to say Harley's going to win that. And it might be a considered an upset, seeing how what type of match it is. But good match, John. Very good match. Uh, mine here is going to be, uh, first off, I'll go ahead and say this match is going to be an Iron Man match. It's going to be a 60-minute Iron Man match. And I'm going to say Sting versus Buddy Murphy. Uh, JD, Sting versus Buddy Murphy, 60-minute Iron Man match. It's a 60-minute Iron Man match between Sting and Buddy Murphy. I'm going to say Sting wins this one. Okay. John Sting versus Buddy Murphy, 60 minute Iron Man match. Oh, I forgot to ask you, how many falls does each get, JD, for that? Uh, it's going to be 2 1 Sting. 2 1 Sting. Okay, John. John says 5 to 4. Ooh, okay. And I'm going to say Sting, I'm going to say it's going to be 3 to 2. Okay. JD, uh, what was, did you have any results on the, Game between Boston and Carolina. JD. Yeah, sorry. Losing. Did you, did you have any more? Did you have any results? Did you mention to me anything about the results between Boston and Carolina? And the... uh, I said it earlier. I'm going to get an update on that right now. Yes, please. Yes. And it is going to be. Boston beat Carolina two to one. It was a close one. Crap. It is Boston now three nothing. Crap. So apparently, so that story I sent you from my app down here, I guess their good luck charm didn't turn out to be that much lucky. Nope. Did you see that? Did you see that story I sent you about that? Yeah, I did see that with the pig. Yeah. The pig. Yeah. So, so apparently, so apparently the pig. Took, and this is going to sound cold. But the, the, the pig turned into bacon tonight. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I, 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 oh, I can't believe I said that. Oh, man. Uh, let's see here. Uh, okay, JD, uh, be thinking about what type of match you want to do, in which it's going to be. Uh, let me see. Ooh, okay. Um, Let me 
Shane Douglas versus Adam Cole, baby. That will be, however, a submission match. Okay, who do you pick to win this? I'm going to say Adam Cole, surprisingly. Okay. Uh, John, Adam, uh, Adam Cole versus Shane Douglas, a submission match. And ladies and gentlemen, I happen to notice here on the WWS Entertainment Cavalcade group page, our own Iceman has been posting a lot of pretty interesting movies. Um, and and JD, may I, may I be so bold as to say, you've got some excellent choices here. Yes. And also other other uh, other big time stuff here as well. Uh, of course, uh, of course, a lot of oh. Including the movie Summer School. JD, you know how long has been since I heard that about that movie? Yeah, I just watched it on Showtime a couple of weeks ago. I tell you another one. You want to talk about the word summer? Because I, I got, I almost got these movies confused one time. You want to talk about another good one? And I, huh. I do. I haven't, I haven't seen this in a long time. John Candy, Rip Torn, Summer Rental. Summer Rental. Yeah, I've been watching that a lot lately. That's one of my. Pit- my mom and dad's one of my dad's favorite movies from John Candy. I was talking to we were talking about the John Candy the other day, actually. So, like I said, if you uh, if you get an opportunity, uh, try to find Ooh, this. Yeah, definitely check that out there as well. John also says Adam Cole. Baby. Uh, I'm gonna say that too. I'll say Adam Cole as well. And he might turn Shane Douglas into Cole Saw. Okay, that sounds terrible. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let me see here. Let me see here. John, your match is going to be. Uh, let's see. I keep forgetting he wrote some on the side. Uh, John, your match is going to be Cedric Alexander versus John Morrison. What type of match will that be? Ooh, that's a good one there. John's going to say some two out of three falls. John, who 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 will pick up this person and Cedric Alexander? John says Morrison will two to one. JD, what do you think? So after he falls, Morrison versus Alexander. John Morrison versus who again? Sorry. Cedric Alexander, two out of three falls. Who was the first person again? John Morrison versus Cedric oh. Alexander. Morrison, Morrison wins in more Morrison wins three to two. Oh, well, it's actually it's a two out of three falls. Oh. Four someone's two out of three. Okay, and John said that, and I'm going to say the same thing, too. But good, good, good matches here so far, guys. Uh, After I go around, we'll go around one more time before we close up shop here for the evening. And we have a very Uh, special ending tonight. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes, indeed. And we'll talk, I'll talk about that in just a moment. Thank you very much for reminding me about that, JD. Um, here. Uh, okay. Oh, I got it. This is going to be a. Uh, I'm going to make this just a regular steel cage match. 
Ravishing Rick Rude versus Dean Ambrose. Oh, that is a good one there. Okay, Dean. What do you think? No. I'm going to take Rude in this one, surprisingly. Okay. John, Rick Rude versus Dean Ambrose, Steel Cage. John's is going to say Rick Rude, and we're not talking about Bobby or Robert Rude, whatever he's calling himself now. But Rick, Ravishing Rick Rude. Um, and I still say to this day, when they did that, did, they had him do that Robert Rude thing again, Rick Rude has turned Thanks over his ground. No, Rick yeah, Rude turned the gimmick, over. Change, yeah, change the gimmick, though, I'm saying. Change the gimmick, change the theme, please. Do something else, please. But, but Rick Rude has turned over his grave because he's they have a mustache on Robert Rude. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Well, the next thing, the next thing what are they going to do now? Are they going to have somebody relive the moment from WrestleMania 3 with Hogan Slam? Andre, no, come on. Give me a break here. See, that, by that's way, exactly. By the way, speaking of Andre, I still have not watched that, that new DVD that Andre came out with, but I will be watching it tomorrow, I can tell you. Oh, yeah, please. We'd like to get a review about that, too. So, we really appreciate that. Uh, and I'm going to say, I'm going to say Rick Rude in, the, in, in this as well. Um, I mean, did, did, did Robert Rude have anything to say? Has, has he commented on this change that they're having him do? Making him like Rick Rude. I, mean, I have I mean, not read. Let me see if I can find something. I did read something. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll let you know. Well, I know he had a comment to say here recently. I know he did make a comment about it recently. Let me see. I mean, while we're doing this, I mean, we're going to our next. We'll go to the next match. But I'm gonna look into it while I'm doing while I'm doing this. I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. All right. All right. There. Uh. JD York and JD Rude is gonna make his academic. Okay, all right. Hold okay, on, hold Robert Rude. You uh, uh, look. Yeah, it says it says as he scoops. However, da da da. Okay, here we go. It says here. Yeah, this this is what he said. This is. A clip that happened, however, a few weeks ago when he introduced, yeah, he talked about himself, however, this is what he said a few weeks ago, however, ah, where is it, tell her, ah, okay, yeah, here, this is, I just had it, darn it, here it is. Okay, here we go. Here, this is from April 22nd. How do you feel now that the Superstar Shakeup has left you on Monday Night Raw but moved your tag team partner, Chad Gable, to SmackDown Live? Well, first of all, you can now formally address me as the glorious Robert Roode. I've never felt better in my entire career. I've never felt better in my entire life. I'll drop 150 pounds of dead weight by the name of Chad Gable. My opponent tonight, Ricochet, reminds me a lot of him. Young, talented, full of potential, but lacking that little bit of magic, that magic 
that makes me absolutely glorious. <laughs> yeah, that's why you're getting buried. That's why you weren't on this week, Bobby. But I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I'm just wondering, like, like off the record. I mean, in your personal thing, do you think he, why, that, that he enjoyed the fact that he, they, he was told he had to start doing, bringing back the old shtick of rap, of, of, they say you know he's gonna be calling himself rabbit. I think Robert so. Ruder. Yeah, but it just, I just think, however, I just think it was ridiculous. I really do. I mean, like I said, he, like I said, how it says, how I mean, just I think a lot of people. Uh, just, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things going on, Howard. And this is what I had heard about, James, in case you're wondering. Uh, apparently, he could be winding out his career in the near future. He has spinal stenosis, believe it or not. He has not been on since April 9. We do not know when he will return, believe it or not, Howard. But like I said, I just, I don't know. I mean, I think personally, my opinion, however, I just think, like I said, however, the thing is, I mean, he just thinks, however, that everyone, however, like I said, everyone, it's just, I think it's just, it's ridiculous. I really do. I just, I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. So, I mean, but like I said, I mean, I'm sure if Rick Root was still around today, he probably wouldn't have been standing for my personal opinion. I mean, <clears throat> but, uh, but you could be, you, but you would be able to, that was the thing about it, you would be able to tell the difference here between Rick and Rick and Robert. To be honest with you, the way he's looking. So I mean, so we'll, see what we'll, happens. Have, we'll just have to, yeah, that's a good possibility. I'll have to see what happens. Indeed. All right, JD, we're gonna make this academic here. Your last one's gonna be a fatal four-way. Uh, you right. can do it, but can you still do it any style you want to. Okay. And we're going to we're going to use the lady the ladies that you have on record here, and that is uh, your girl Becky Lynch, Nikki Cross, Willa McGillicuddy, and Lita. That will be a good match, actually. When you think about it, though, but you know what, Howard, you cannot go wrong with anyone. However, it is going to be Becky. Okay. All right, John, fatal four-way ladies match here. Becky Lynch, Nikki Cross, Gil McGillicuddy, and Lita, and John already said Becky. And you know what? We're, we're, we're gonna, I really have a real strong feeling that Becky is going is, is, is to prove why. And, and I'm saying this because with, with all, I'm saying this because, like I said, I, I do feel the same way J.D. does. very passionate about this, this, compared, this, this female competitor. Yes, the female version of Stone Cold Steve Austin. I've heard her being described as that here in, in as J.D. says, in more ways than one. <laughs> um, but I do think that Becky Lynch has a big-time potential. I just, and, and, and like I said, I do hope and hope that she continues on, you know, moving on here the way that she, the way that uh, she needs to go. I mean, big-time because, I mean, I mean, like I said, she's been pushed up here big time. She's one of the people that WWE got right in 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 in, in giving in giving a push. She's one of them. There's so many that do not deserve, but she's one that is. I'm sure JD would definitely agree with that. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, but we can't wait to, of course, see what all what and she's going to be. She's going to be. I'm sure, like I said, focusing big time here and getting herself mentally and physically prepared. 
on Sunday, where of course two of the two of the matches, ladies and gentlemen from Money in the Bank, I will go ahead and mention, or of course issue uh, will defend both the Raw and SmackDown tag um, tag women's titles, the Raw title against Lacey Evans, who does not deserve it in my own personal opinion. We all agree with that. And the other one is the SmackDown women's title, which she will Becky will defend against <clears throat> against uh, uh, Charlotte Flair. I mean. Will 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 uh, will Becky be able to hold on to them? Of course, we all hope so. Or <clears throat> will through some sort of power power play from the McMahon shenanigans? Kind of. I'm not. I'm not thinking. I'm not thinking. I'm thinking it's all reading, so I don't make any wrong with that. But like I said, <clears throat> as they say in wrestling and in everything else, anything can. Your last match of the night. We're going to do a. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, I had to keep clearing my throat. My apologies. John, I'm going to do a fatal four way ladies match for you as well. If you got some good ladies, you got some good ones we can use here. Um, Alexa Bliss, AJ Lee, Beth Phoenix, and Natalia. John, who will win this? And John says it's going to be just a regular match, and he says AJ Lee will win that match. All right, JD, uh, his late his the four ladies at his match: Alexa Bliss, AJ Lee, Beth Phoenix, and Natalia. JD. <laughs> Yeah, oh, sorry. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take uh, Beth Phoenix surprisingly. Was because somebody asked. Okay. No, I guess I gotta say Natalia on this. <clears throat> Was the Beth Phoenix Natalia thing just a one-time deal? I think so, a- but I could be wrong. Okay. All right. One more. One more. One more here, of course. Can- my fatal four-way ladies match here tonight. I am going to we'll shuffle up a little bit here. I'm going to say Ronda Rousey, China, Medusa, and Gail Kim. I'm going to go, actually go ahead and say for the record here, with all respect here, I'm glad she's finally in the Hall of Fame. I'm going to say China. Um, <clears throat> Gail Kim, Ronda Rousey, China, and Medusa. JD, who who will win this? Better four way ladies. China. Okay. Uh, John. Gail Kim, Ronda Rousey, China, and Medusa. We all say China, of course. All uh, and, and big time respect to the ninth wonder of the world here tonight. <clears throat> indeed, indeed. Okay, there, folks, there you have it there tonight. <clears throat> uh, and on that note, I want to thank everybody for joining us here this evening. Uh, let's see if we have anybody else here. Okay, nobody else has joined us on, on Dynasty tonight. I do want to thank, however, Mr. Brian Minchu, Mr. Chris Smith, Ms. Della Sigler, uh, Mr. Sean Jefferson. And of course, I do want to thank John for pulling double duty on both the live video chat and the talk show chat box tonight. 
Also, I do want to thank our good friend, Captain Dex Spiller, for joining us there as well. And, of course, definitely want to thank the Iceman, Jerry Geralmo, and the Human Sequest Machine, <clears throat> uh, John Gross here uh, for, for joining us here this evening. Uh, John said he has nothing else he had he wanted to add here tonight. JD, was there anything you wanted to add here before we close up shop? Nope. But okay. uh, as we said, we got a surprise for you all at the end. All right, let's, let's do, all right, we'll get to that here. Uh, <clears throat> thank you everyone for joining us here tonight for episode 668 of Revolution. And of course, don't forget tomorrow night our Triple Threat Wednesday, we'll of course start things off with Outside the Ropes coming up at 630. And girls <clears throat> at 141387-pound. Also, rest in debate from 8 to 9, 139, Revolution, 138055-pound. We'll probably talk about what happened, of course, today, uh, today or tonight, whatever you want to call it, with SmackDown. Plus, also news and views and history and birthdays, of course, more big time talk here as well. As we move ever so closer to Money in the Bank, <clears throat> of course, we will have predictions between Thursday's edition of Wolfpack and Friday's edition of Revolution for that. We'll keep you advised of all that as well, as well as what belts will be used for our prediction title challenge here for Money in the Bank. <clears throat> uh, so, for now, ladies and gentlemen, for, for right, right now, of course, I will say Revolution episode 668. Is a broadcast of the WWUS radio network right here on TalkShoot.com, where we are uh, four years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. And of course, like I said, on a personal note here, of course, as JD did say it best here during the news segment earlier, uh, our hearts and prayers go out to the family of, of, of legendary comedian Tim Conway, one of the most funniest men to ever <clears throat> race our. TV screen or a movie screen, um, the talk show circuit. Um, I think he might have been on several game shows as well. Um, he, he was he, he about did it all. I mean, the man was yes, man was very funny. Man was, but I, that's the best way we can say it. I mean, he he like I said, you know, along the lines of so many greats. Of course, like we said, we've had including Jonathan Winters, Johnny Carson, Robin Williams. Who uh, are sadly no longer with us as well. Um, of course, right now I'm sure they're doing a special, uh, special show up there right now with some so many of the greats up there. Now, Tank Conway's now probably coming on here for his debut up there on the uh, Heaven's Comedy Circuit, I guess you could say. So, uh, our thoughts and prayers go to out to Mr. Conway's family tonight. And Mr. Conway, thank you very much, sir, for providing us with so many laughs. So many memories, and just for putting a smile on every single on every on every single uh, on every single one of our faces, the ones that enjoyed your work, from everything like we said, from the talk show circuit to the movies to TV, the, you did it all, sir, and we thank you for your contributions. And JD, of course, for our closing closing uh, tonight, we'll have like a special thing, a special moment from the career of, of the legendary Tim Conway. And ladies and gentlemen, for everything going on in the world of wrestling, pop culture, and other and, and other uh, points of interest, this is in fact the WWS Radio Network. Uh, here is, of course, JD with our closing segment tonight in tribute to the one and the only Mr. Tim Conway. JD, if you please. Hold on a second. I had a second. Hold on. Okay, we're ready. Hold on.
Okay. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Just trying to get this guy. Okay, here we go. We found him. Okay, ready. This elephant uh, had this little dwarf trainer, and uh, <laughs> used to put a little ballerina skirt on that elephant. <laughs> I'd go around circling. <laughs> It was so laughable at the time. <laughs> there was a rumor going around the circus that that dwarf and the elephant were lovers. their trunks like that. And this uh, trainer would make them stand up on their back feet like that, and they had their trunks stretched like that. <laughs> then this little monkey would come out. <laughs> walk out there and dance the merengue right out there. I kind of felt sorry for them. They couldn't go like the other elephants when they go... <laughs> I could do is just blow and go. North.
see the other guys in the real bit. Thank you very much, Mr. Conway. May you rest in peace, sir. This is WWUS Radio Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.